Hey, you guys. Unfortunately, my microphone is a little bit jittery during this call-in show, but I'll have it fixed for tomorrow's record. If it does get too much, uh, we've got a new normal interview episode of Steel Wars Up with Troops creator Kevin Rubio. It's on the Steel Wars feed, and it's super good. On with the show. Blog Talk Radio. Hey, you guys, and welcome to the Steel Wars Live call-in show. I am comedian Steel Saunders, and I do love Star Wars. I hope your week was awesome. I had a week. I had the very first American Halloween. It was very exciting. I finally got to live out my dream that um, first was created. I saw E.T. way back in the We're going to get your calls for the next hour, and we'll also be talking to my good pal, the head honcho of MakeStarWars.net and co-host of MakingStarWars.net's Rebel Girl. Welcome, Amanda. Oh, thank you for having me. I'm so excited. Well, thanks for being had, Amanda. I was listening to a recent episode of uh, Rebel Girl, and you, 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 you this thing, this kind of snide comment of just like, well, maybe if I'm asked, I'll come on the show. <laughs> well, I mean, and, it was not so subtly saying I want to do your show, so I'm glad it worked. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go, hosts of uh, all 216 Star Wars podcasts. How you do it, apparently. I don't have time to listen to all 216 of you, though. Um, what did you go to for Halloween, uh, Amanda? I think I saw some young wards uh, Star Wars up. Yeah, we. Uh, that was pretty much all we did was trick-or-treating with the kids. Luke went as Poe Dameron in his X-Wing uh, flight suit, which was really fun. And then Penny was BB-8. And we got to go trick-or-treating with their friend Tatiana, who was a princess. And it was a good time. Except for one thing. This neighborhood that we went to, and I don't know what was going on and how we didn't see it coming, but... Everything was cool, like normal, you know, walking along house to house. And then all of a sudden we come to all these houses that are up a huge flight of stairs. So we walked up like seven flights of stairs to get candy. And one of these houses gave us a freaking toothbrush. And I was so pissed off. <laughs> That's all horrible. That for a toothbrush. But, yeah. And, and, and you, you deserve extra candy after you climb seven flights. You would you know think. I mean? you, you've, you've worked off some yeah. candy action. Well, that's not really the, uh, the, the the spirit of the game, I don't think. Uh, <laughs> what uh, did you see? Any other great costumes? Um, we did. What did we see? I saw a shark, which looked pretty cool. Um, there was lots of like ninjas and like monsters, you know, basic stuff like that. But it was good. It was a good crowd. Well, I don't think the ninja costume could have been that good if you saw it. <laughs> right? Exactly. It's just like, you messed up, little kid. No candy for you. You should be... If you've got a ninja costume, you should be, like, sneaking in the back window to get all the candy. None of this knocking on the front door business. Um, I saw a young Indiana Jones, maybe about six, that was very screen uh, on point. And I was... Yeah, my heart melted. Because as I said at the top of the show... You know, we, we, Australia's sort of coming around to Halloween, but, you know, it's nothing like it is here. It's more of like a, a party thing for, you know, older, like the trick-or-treating thing, sort of not really kicking along. People have Halloween parties as an excuse to dress up. But um, to finally, uh, seeing it in like E.T. and um, even, I think, Karate Kid, like all the... Yeah. Just seemed so magical so I, I got to walk down a street um and see little kids this really this, this is one street i think it's sporting avenue in la and they really get into it um then it's not a poor street so they've, they've got a lot of money to spend on like quite impressive decorations like 
Right. You know, I'm not talking Disney level, I'm, I'm, but Universal Studios level decorations are going down. And so it was very sweet yeah. to see the people. And then we ended up going to um, Santa Monica Boulevard into what they call Gay Town in Hollywood. And that was nothing like what I saw in A. That was uh, <laughs> a bit more risky. A bit more risky. But um, it was tremendous. So thank you, America, for this amazing tradition that I got to participate in. And I went as the crazy catwoman from The Simpsons. Nice. Which, which so I had a robe with all cats poking out of, I think about eight cats poking their heads out. And then I had this uh, um, robotic cat and a wig and stuff. So I, I wasn't sure if I was going as the crazy catwoman from The Simpsons or my wife in about 20 years. So... It was, oh, yeah, no. time will tell. Aww. Time will tell. Many people said I was just going as me, so there's, yeah, there's that. Yeah. Now, um, you got to mention this week in the New York Times of all places. Yeah. Uh, tell us about that. Weird, huh? Um, that was cool. So um, I was contacted like a little while ago about this um, great writer named Amanda Hess who writes for the arts section in the New York Times. And she told me that she's writing about um, women fans and Star Wars and their experiences and the spaces and places that they've made for themselves. And she wanted to talk to me. So I was like, yeah, absolutely. Let's do it. And it was a good time. And we chatted for like a little while about, you know, um, my experiences and, and where I found um, sort of a common ground with other female fans in the community. And it was really cool. And I thought the piece was good. I thought it was, you know, a good introduction for the New York times into sort of what's going on in female fandom in star Wars. I know uh, we have the um, ability as people in the, in the fandom to sort of speak about these things more candidly and more deeply and sort of, um, hold each other more accountable, but I thought this was a really good, like I said, introduction and sort of um, a way for people who have no idea what's going on to sort of see, like, wow, like it's not, it's not everything's all hooky dory and cool for female fans. So I liked it. I thought she did a great job. Yeah, I, I thought it was great. Uh, I should point out we have two people on hold already, and we will be getting to your calls shortly once we uh, wrap up the little intro segment. It was, yeah, it was great. It, it was interesting, and I find this phenomenon uh, across similar themes across many issues. And mm-hmm. that is like, it was a very positive, enlightening article, then started nitpicking it for what it didn't say, like that it didn't mention that... Kathleen Kennedy was the head of Lucasfilm, um, who yeah. all reports are is a woman. Um, so there's a correlation. <laughs> it was about how fans have made the um, Star Wars their own. And then even people started complaining that certain female characters weren't mentioned in it. And it's just like yeah. I see this through a lot of issues. Not not into like you know, you know this is a real issue in like this is an actual you know, real issue in Star Wars, whereas a lot of times people complain about fake issues, um, okay. you know, like in-universe issues and stuff. I'm, I'm, I'm getting caught in a, a vortex here of double talk. But <laughs> it's like, if the article's going in the right direction and it, it's pushing the issue in the right direction, just, just hug it and encourage it. Yeah. And, and right. then it, it will... It will breed more. Like if, if you sort of come down on the writer or the publication or just the thing in general of like, well, it didn't mention, you know, the character who's female. It's just like they weren't writing the encyclopedia on Star Wars feminism. It was an article that probably had a limited amount of time to write it. And it was, it was pretty good. Like, yeah. you know, it's, you know, and, and this is coming from the, the you know, I'm, on Easy Street, I am I am the white male in Star Wars fandom. Yeah. It, it you know like I'm, I'm I am a bit worried that you're trying to push me out of fandom. It is it is very concerning. <laughs> but um, yeah, from where I saw it, it was sort of like just 
the good bits of it. Like, it didn't... There was no, like, awkwardness in it and stuff. And, like, it doesn't have to be... Like, complaining that a character wasn't mentioned in it. It's just, like... Oh, this is just this is just nerd yeah. talk dribble. Like, and yeah, you know, it's 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 it's. And when you're talking about like a, a pretty legit issue, it's not like the top fifty female characters in Star Wars on StarWars.com, and it's like I I can't believe that the daughter that had braids in the Phantom Menace didn't get a mention. <laughs> she was great. She was she was yeah. at the test flight of the uh, the pod races. She did she did thing, but uh, a pretty light on uh, week for Star Wars news, don't you think? Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, we're kind of in that weird place. Like, I mean, this this article from the New York Times was like a fun thing that I think was a good thing to sort of like catch the fandom off guard because we're so used to things coming out that are only about movie pictures from a book or you know something little tidbits of information or sort of like spoilers that are dropping here and there. And this was something that was sort of more cultural, I think, for us to look at. And so I enjoyed that. But I can't believe people are criticizing it in that way. That's pretty absurd. I find, I mean, I think that there was, there's so much to cover on this issue. I mean, me personally, what I talked about with the writer was a lot different than what went in this article. Like, I mean, we just covered so much more and I think, even spoke a little bit more about the negative reaction to women in Star Wars and women in fandom. So that was just wasn't part of this article. There's so much that you can cover and it just can't all fit into one tiny article. So it's unfortunate that people are talking that way. Like, I haven't seen that, so that's lame. Stop. Yeah, uh, it, it is. I mean, it, it's a microcosm and it, you know, it's a very small. I think, I think, I think people liked the article, but then were just like, but it should have said this. And I, I I'm doing some audio work for a magazine in London, not a Star Wars magazine, but um, a sort of like cultural magazine. I had to go do an interview for a, for about seven minutes. And the guy I spoke to was fascinating. And we talked for about 35 minutes. So it's, mm-hmm. do you know what I mean? That's just the nature of yeah. when you're producing something for a contained space. Like, you know, and we, this is, we have to watch out for the internet's getting full we're almost at peak internet guys so we really have to watch what we post up now now like really think about those tweets because they're adding up the internet's going to yeah. be full and then what are we going to do all right oh, wow. let's go to some call um let's set the vibe for it first let's keep it uh let's keep it friendly let's keep it fun let's try not to speak over each other if we ask a question, <laughs> let's wait for the answer. Little things like that that make conversations just great. Our first caller is coming from 714. Who are you and where are you calling from? Hey, y'all. Lumberjack Nick calling in. Just wanted to see, <laughs> what do you guys think of the current climate of Star Wars social media? Anytime I post, I don't like something. I got 117 people unfollowing me because I said I like practical effects. What do you guys fall on that issue? Um, Lumberjack, you just cut off when, um, or to my ears anyway, when uh, you said what you posted you didn't like. What was that again? Yeah, I'm sorry. I think I'm on Sal's old cell phone. It's even worse than Sal's new cell phone. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what, but what did you post he, about he, that you didn't like? I'm saying, if I don't like something, I love everything Star Wars, but see a lot of negativity in the fandom, and it seems to cause a huge divide. Yeah, I um, thank you, Lumberjack Nick, and um, thanks to Sal for letting him use your phone. It seems like you're able to use the phone a lot better than Sal is, so there's <laughs> a benefit. Um. This is something that, before I started the podcast, and I, I didn't really have many, like, Star Wars friends, like, that, like, our friendship sort of uh, initiated in Star Wars. There was more people that it was sort of just, oh, you like Star Wars too? Good. Let's talk about it, you know, when we're backstage mm-hmm. or something like that. But I had no idea how offended people 
about a criticism about the film, like how personally they could take it. Like I, I mentioned this on, on Twitter the other day, like in the mid nineties, I was at a convention and, and Ewoks were mentioned and, and people at the back boo. And that was my first knowledge that Ewoks could even not be liked. Like I hadn't even co- like this, like it was like, uh-huh. like chocolate milk. I'm like, what is that possible? How how is that how 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 is it possible not to like shock milkshake? But um, and I just went, oh, they don't like Ewoks. That's really weird. Oh well, I'll just keep liking Ewoks. Like I don't like I don't it didn't bother me. But it definitely seems like I don't know if people are attaching their self worth to it or, or taking it too seriously. But you know, obviously the prequels are the biggest you know divider in in. Fact. Yeah. Uh, what do you reckon about uh, Jack Nick's uh, social media issues? Um, you know, it, it it really is an issue. I have a lot of people who come to me to get this these sort of grievances off their chest. I can't even say I don't like something without a million people jumping down my throat. And I think people come to me about it sometimes because I just say whatever the hell I want. I don't care. But it is true. People are afraid to voice their opinions on social media. And I think a part of that is obviously just like you said, people getting super offended to an outrageous level personally about things that have nothing to do with them. And then some element of it, I think, as well, is that we have now Lucasfilm employees on social media with us. And so there are certain crowds that definitely want to stay on the right side of those people. I don't know why. I don't understand it. But they want to seem like they're on Star Wars' side and they're on Disney's side as opposed to those jerks who aren't and those jerks who want to, like, put it down. So there's there's that sort of made up divide, and I think uh, there's no gray space in there. I think, or at least I think that these sort of people who take social media that seriously don't see that. So yeah, it is very hard to have varied opinions about the fandom, or at least to express them online. Like that's why I feel very fortunate that I have a podcast. I can just say whatever I want on it, and like no one can really tell me to shut up. But. Um, it's it's stupid. It's unfortunate. I feel bad for Lumberjack Nick. I totally understand. I think he said at one point that he liked practical effects and then a bunch of people unfollowed him. And, you know, that's dumb. I don't even understand that because as far as I know, most people are jerking off to practical effects and not CG, but whatever. But yeah, I think yeah. it's dumb. I think people need to be more in- including of others' opinions. And just go along with your life. Like, I know there's, you know, there's the occasional yeah. person... That- can be, oh, you're an idiot for liking that or something. And to me, that's just a misplaced choice of words. Do you know what I mean? It's sort of just, it's not what they actually mean. They're just saying, oh, you know. And and, and, and part of, you know, I've talked about this before, is if we all agreed, it would be so boring. Like, that's the fun mm-hmm. thing about all these interviews. Like, when I interviewed you, Amanda Ward, you started... CGI Yoda of a puppet Yoda in Empire. Sure, I just wanted to, you know, scream misogynist things at you for your opinion. <laughs> but I held back. I, 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 I wouldn't say I accepted your opinion. I just I couldn't sleep that night. No, but that's the thing. It's, it's like, it's, it's funny. And I think it sort of reflects people's personalities and when they, at what age they came in contact with the movies and stuff and yeah. like it, it's the varying opinions like if we all agreed this show would be so boring all the podcasts would be so boring yeah no I think it's, I, it's definitely reflective too of how much experience these people have had within the Star Wars fandom too because I've been in it for so long now that I've just hit the point where I can I can just take it or leave it in some respect so like you said just when you heard people booing Ewoks, you just, like, went on with your life. Like, I'm able to do that now, but some people aren't. They're still so extremely passionate, and they're still so fresh to these things. And maybe they just found out that someone doesn't like Ezra Bridger or whatever, and they can't handle it. It just takes time, I think. People just need to learn to keep your mouth shut until you're more mature, I guess, is a way of saying it. Yeah, I think it's it's awesome. Star Wars is really good, but... It's not that serious. It's like, it's nothing no. to get. Like, and, and, you know, if they, I don't know, if they, if they did something 
like like someone else's opinion of something that you like, you, sh- you shouldn't let that get down to you. If you like it, it's still good to you. So does it matter if someone in the other side of the country doesn't like that scene or, you know, thinks that when Padme runs across the sand in Attack of the Clones, it's the most ridiculous thing they've ever seen? That might be right, but don't let it bother your enjoyment. Is that Am I sort of two steps forward, one step back with that one? No, I like what you're saying. I, yeah, I agree. Yeah. I mean, the wonderful thing about social media is that it's not a requirement to live. You can turn it off. You can mute people. You can ignore people. You can unfollow people on Facebook so you're still friends, but you don't see anything that they post. It's amazing. Wow. That sounds like Amanda's policy dealing with me on the Internet. <laughs> um, I'll I tell you one thing. If people can stop tagging people in photos, when they post them on Twitter so they look at the article. That would be great. That would be awesome. Oh, yeah. I don't want to have to block you, but just doing that with every article you post, it's, it's obnoxious. It's obnoxious. Lumberjack, are you still there? Still here. I think I agree with both of y'all, and I hope everybody can feel free to uh, let everybody's opinions be their opinions and say whatever the hell you want about whatever the hell you like or don't like. Amen. Exactly. And there's no, there's no chopping down that tree. Ta-da. Well, thank you, um, Lumberjack Nick. I'm not sure if that was your question that Sal stole from the Making Star Wars bag, or that was Sal, and he had an actual question. So what a confused time we are in. But uh, thanks so much for calling in. I will place you back on hold. Hey guys, if you're enjoying the call-in show, how about helping to spread the word and pod it forward? Give us a retweet, a share on Facebook, or hit iTunes and write us up a sweet five-star review. Doing all these shows takes a lot of time and energy. I love it, but it really helps when you guys help spread the word and also flow us some positive vibes, some positive energy out there in the universe, you guys. Remember that thing that young Anakin Skywalker said to his mum, how no one in the universe helps anyone anymore and that's the problem? Well, somehow that equates to you helping me promote this podcast so more people listen, we can get great guests and do more episodes. Make sure you're following us at Steel Wars on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter and pot it forward. Now back to the show. And our next caller is 314. Who are you and where are you calling from? Hey, this is Eric from St. Louis, Missouri. Hey, Eric. What's going on, man? Amanda, this question is for you and Jason by by, uh, default, I guess. You two have, like, the cutest kids ever, by the way. Oh, thank you. (laughs) That's hardly a question. (laughs) Hang on. Slow down. So I, okay. I realize I don't have, like, lumberjack credentials or anything backing me up here, but <laughs> you, you got to give me a chance. Okay. Um, Sorry, dude. That's okay. I'll, I'm going to let it go. Um, my kids are super into Star Wars. My little boy, uh, you know, he's two. He, he totally gets it. My little girl, she's four. But there's a lot of elements in the movies that sort of freak them out. And I feel like, I mean, the Lego Star Wars shows are great and all. But I'm I can only watch them so many more times I think before I <laughs> before I flip out. How do you like with your with your kids from a fandom standpoint? What do you what do you guys do with them? Do you just see what happens, throw the movie on, and see if they see if they wake up in the middle of the night screaming because you know the, they saw blood on the Wampa's arm? Well, you know, I've been I've been taking my kids to see every type of movie since they were born. Neither of them have ever had a nightmare or been afraid, really, of anything. I think my son thinks that scary things are more funny if they scare him. Um, leading up to Halloween, he was really actually super into scary movies, and he wanted to watch a spooky movie every night. And he would get a little bit frightened, but then he would think it was cool and, like, funny that he was scared. So I've been really lucky personally that my kids don't freak, get freaked out about anything at all. Like I can show them, I mean, obviously we draw a line, but I can show them, you know, a Wampa's arm getting cut off and they're just like, whoa. So it's tough, but I know parents struggle with this and 
I've always said that you should probably start with the animation first and because there's some there's some things in there that are very much along the lines of what's in the films, but not quite as bad, especially in the Clone Wars. So I always right. recommend start with animation first and then see how they go from there. But yeah, you do kind of just have to sit them down and sort of just see how it works. Clone Wars was really cool at first until I don't even remember what arc it was in. But, uh, like, my daughter was very freaked out by it, and I had trouble understanding why this one thing bothered her and this didn't. But I can tell you this. I told my wife whenever I was out on the road with this band, I'm like, do not let them watch the end of the season four, I guess it is, when Spider Mall's on there. You, uh, you will never shake those kids off. You know, they will not uh, go to sleep. As a matter of fact, I'm not going to either. <laughs> I, I, I would have to say, when Darth Maul came back, I had a few sleepless as well, but it was for a different reason. <laughs> it was just out of oh. anger. <laughs> it was just that I was betrayed. I was promised death. Can we let, let, let Star Wars, let dead Star Wars characters be dead? I listened to today, and I, I love this podcast, the Star Wars Underground, um, or Star Wars Underground. <laughs> and <laughs> you know Ben and Dominic great podcasters great voices in Star Wars Sequel he's lost his marble he's talking about how he wants Mace Window to come back because then he can get killed by Boba Fett and that'll be the synergy of, of Boba Fett killing um, Jango Fett <laughs> <laughs> With a lot I of passion today oh well, you're going to have nightmares yeah. as well tonight. <laughs> let him yeah, stay I, thought, dead. I, was, I was mowing the lawn. I was mowing the lawn, and I thought, you know what? I'm just going to lay down. Let this mower just run over me. I'm done. I'm done with this. <laughs> oh, my God. Jeez. <laughs> oh, oh, that's a bit extreme. But, no, I, I agree, man. That's crazy talk. Absolute crazy talk. Yeah. Sorry, Seagull. No. Boy. Well, I, I mean, I talked to this, talked to, about this with Dominic. You know, I I like what they're doing with Darth Maul. I just wish it wasn't him. Wish it was some other guy. Any of the Why? potentially Why? billions of people. What's wrong with bringing Darth Maul back? Honestly, I'm asking. Because he got I killed in I... one of the highest grossing films of all time. <laughs> there, in one of the it. what? Killed in one of the highest-grossing films of all time. The the world no? dead. Like it, he got cut in half. It, but it, who cares? Uh, Those people don't mean anything. Still, those people are morons. Fuck them. <laughs> God, talk about taking Star Wars too seriously. <laughs> Jesus, we've got one guy on the law, line that's going to commit suicide because of Chris Sequel. Okay. <laughs> Angry, angry Mandy Ward, who's uh, just an FUs to whoever. You're telling was me, just though, a- but you're telling me that, that Darth Maul shouldn't have come back because some people saw a movie in 1999 and may not know that the Clone Wars exist. Is that really your rationale? No, because it was on such a high platform that he got killed. Like, it was in a film. And the conclusion of that film... It does. Sorry. He got cut Go in half. Go ahead. Cut in half. Cut in, in half. half. Not I, killed. Sorry. I think not I think what it does for me, and I mean I can see I can see where both of you are coming from, and I I hate it when mom and dad fight, so please stop. But <laughs> <laughs> is is it 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 makes the storytelling almost feel like a ripoff. That's where I think Steel's coming from. It's, you've got this this story they're telling, it's like, eh, well, and here's what you saw, but yeah, none of it matters. We can do, we'll just do whatever we want. The the whole line of these <laughs> movies, uh, it turns out Luke okay. didn't really live through the end of Return of the Jedi, blah, blah, blah. All right. I hear you, it, and I understand that, but let me tell you why you're wrong. Because <laughs> there was no story to Darth Maul in The Phantom Menace. He literally had two lines. He would just show up places and look intimidating and be an asshole. That's not a story. That's not a character. There was no development. There was no arc. There's nothing to it. It was just a robot there practically to get in the bad guy's way. The story is that Obi-Wan's master is killed by this guy, and he has to fight him off, and he survives, and he escapes. And it's amazing. That's great. But, but so what if he didn't kill the dude? It's not the end of the world. It's, I, no one said it was opinion. the end of the world. But... Other thing, it, it, 
it reduces the stakes in Star Wars storytelling. If people can get killed and then just come back, it's just, well, who cares if they get killed? And but he wasn't killed, clearly. Clearly he wasn't killed. <laughs> he was not a dead person brought back to life. I'm serious. She does have a You point. guys saw the story, as right? As infuriating as it is. I think the fact that, sh- that she's starting to sway me is making me madder than I was before. And listen, oh. I get what you're saying still. I agree that that shouldn't be something that happens, especially because it's a big part of Anakin's storyline, the fact that he wants to bring people back from the dead, basically, or keep them from dying, and he can't do that. So that's, you're right. People shouldn't be able to come back from the dead. But I think in this case, I mean, it, it kind of makes sense to me. So we can't have Sorry. females in fandom. This is why. <laughs> <laughs> but we both just, we were put in our place. Yes, yes. Um, sort of and and, and anyone listening, obviously joking. I, this is, I, my job is to make jokes, everyone. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, but I, 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 to, I just did get blocked my... by Amanda on Twitter, though. So that's a bummer. <laughs> Well, back to my my original question about the kids. I can tell you this. My kids are freaked out by Darth Maul. At least my little girl is. My little boy, he's sort of like, eh, whatever. The only thing that... Can she tell you why? Like, does he just look scary or or is she freaked out by the story? I think it's the imagery. Just the imagery of it. But my son, he's been totally cool with just about everything except... For General Grievous, when he flips over and crawls around like a bug. Oof, yeah. That was a little uh, bit of a deal breaker for him. That is gross. Because it, 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 it reminds <laughs> me of that scene where, where she crawls she folds, up, down the stairs backwards. Which is just... I, it, it's gross that uh, and another person living on this planet could be visual. It's disgusting. It's, I don't know what the thing is about it. It's so wrong. So, yeah, when he did that, I'll have to agree with that. I, I'm i trying to think of things that scared me. I think the cave was a little bit scary when I was... I didn't quite understand what was happening in that cave in Empire Strikes Back. I still don't know, to be honest. Yeah, I found the cave a bit unnerving. What, do, you, do you ever have any scary uh, Star Wars, Commander? I, I will agree the cave and then also the Minox really freaked me out when I was younger, the ones in the uh in the in the space lug. I don't know why, mm-hmm. I just thought I, I was really freaked out about them like possibly landing on your face like a face hugger. But yeah, those are those are really freaky for me. So I'm not sure what advice we can give for um Star Wars parenting. Start with the animation, take it slow, don't forget those Ewok adventures. Don't forget that caravan of courage. <laughs> no battle for all, though. No, no child needs to be subjected to um, an Ewok talking. That's as that that's as crazy as an Ewok blinking. You guys, it's again. It's right out there, Linda Hamilton walking backwards down a stair set. I actually think these days the Ewok blinking is the freakiest thing in Star Wars. That that, that it just scares me. It, it shouldn't be happening at all. I, I actually like want to try sync my blinking in real life with the Ewok blinking so I never see the Ewoks blink. Really hard to do. I bet so. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I just, I don't have to like, say. You'd have to have a, a graph <laughs> with time code and everything else. I'm working, man. I'm working on it. Anything else this afternoon? No, man. That's all I got. Thanks for well, uh, entertaining thanks me. Well, so much. Yeah, thanks so much for calling in, and uh, I'll put thanks. you back on hold and uh, call in again anytime. Right on. Thanks, guys. Cheers. Bye. Oh, you don't you don't you don't think my blinking thing is going to work? <laughs> I don't think so. I don't. I don't have problems with the blinking, so I guess that makes me a freak or whatever. <laughs> And um, Eric, actually, um, I didn't mention that. He does all the little, I'm not sure if you've heard this from now on. He does the little 20-second highlight things, like their little audio clips that play on the Twitter thing, little highlights. So when you oh, see awesome. one of them, 
next week on Twitter. It's uh, Eric that puts them together for on Calamor, which we tweet out. All right, let's go to three, four, seven. Who are you, and where may you calling from? Oh, hey, Steele. It's Emily from calling from New York. I was actually just calling because I couldn't get the audio to work on the website. How are you? I'm good. I'm enjoying listening to the show. Listen to you guys argue. Fun. Nice. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm sure you love that. I actually, I was looking at episode stats today for some reason, and your episode did very well. So, congratulations. Really? Why? Yeah. Oh, that's Because it was good. good. Okay. It was good fun. I'm pleased. Do you want to ask a question? Do you want me to put you back on hold? You can put me back on hold. I honestly, I don't have anything to ask. I'm sorry. All right. Let's just about it. Unlike that conniving right. Amanda Ward. Uh, I'll put you back on hold, Emily, and uh, right, I'll talk thanks. to you soon. Nice to meet you. All right. Did you like that one, Amanda? That was great. Best call of the night. <laughs> no, I, I just meant the dig. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's see who's on 614. Who are you and where are you calling from? Hey, this is King Tom from Ohio. How are you guys doing? Uh, Tim? Yeah, King Tom. How are you doing? I, uh, I'm i doing great. Thank you for taking my call. The previous caller about the uh, parenting kind of stole my question because I have two kids, Hope, who's six, and Luke, who's four. And they're oh. big Star Wars fans. Oh, my fans. God. Excellent, excellent yeah. combo of names. Thank yeah. you. Um, it, it's kind of related, kind of related, but they have other meanings, too, when, when, and, you know... Little revenged you. I'm sorry. <laughs> you know how uh, a third child like, called revenge? Not planning on it right now. Not planning on oh, it. Right okay. Now. Yeah. Probably for the best. Um, Not the best time. Yeah. When I was a kid, though, my scariest moment was in Empire when Yoda tells Luke at the end of the scene in his hut, "You will be," because oh, here's yeah. this little cute guy who looks like my grandfather is all joking around and then he just changes and the way he shows his teeth in that scene it used to, you know as a kid it used to give me the chills i yeah. as soon as you mentioned yoda i was like it is that you know me like it, it is <laughs> it is chilling and then it cuts i think it cuts directly to a star destroyer battle if my um Blu-ray player in my brain is uh, synced up correctly. Yeah. That was horrifying. Amanda but, would find that scene really scary just because it was a, a puppet and not CGI. <laughs> yeah. yeah right. uh, but now, now that I'm an adult dumb with you, Steel, it's definitely the Ewoks blinking. And I swear, I don't know if it's my brain or if this actually happens, but I swear they make a little noise when they blink. Oh, are you serious? Hmm. I don't know. It, it might be just something that I'm imagining because it's so freaky. You know, I've been watching these movies for years, and all of a sudden, the Ewoks blink. It makes me want to close my eyes during any Ewoks. Scene. All right, let's get the chat room in onto this one. Can someone in the chat room quickly bang in the Return of the Jedi Blu-ray and tell us if <laughs> the Ewoks make a noise when they blink? I, I I can't hear the noise because I'm I'm I'm. I'm making like a, a pained noise every time they do blink. So that's my, every time they blink, I'm like, oh, oh. I'm fully willing to admit that maybe it's something in my head and there's something wrong with me. I need to get checked out, but I think there's something there. Yeah, that's, and it's, it's, maybe. it's, not, a good, it's not a good sign if you're blinking and it makes noise. You need to see a doctor. Anyone out there, if your blink <laughs> is making a noise... <laughs> Please see if it's one of many reasons. Amanda, you don't seem to care at all about the Ewoks. No, I mean, I guess it just doesn't really mean anything to me. It doesn't bother me. I get why it looks weird. I get why people think it looks weird, but I don't. I'm not scared by it or freaked out by it. It's wrong. I don't watch those that much, so I don't really pay attention to it. If you in your way, that that all get changed to CGI Ewoks, so they looked realistic. Stop. (laughs) (laughs) What else have you got, King? Oh, that's like I said, the previous caller took my uh, uh, took my question about 
Star Wars and kids. I don't think I'm not going to take them to see opening night Rogue One, but I may line up with my daughter next year for Episode Eight for the uh, the ver- very first show. I think I'm going to be asking you guys for advice in a couple of years because mine are still pretty little, and I bet you, I think oh, when they start getting older is when they're going to get started scared about stuff. Yeah, I I think as long as you know you you treat it like you know, as long as you don't try and treat it above them and you answer any questions they have, that's what's worked for me. Even though there are some concepts yeah. and scenes that they they just don't understand, hmm. but they're they're, they're fine with it. Yeah. I grew up with it and. Nothing's wrong with me other than thinking I hear things when the Ewoks blink. <laughs> that could be a serious issue. The, the the weird thing about families like Amanda's and you know, a few of my other friends are families like this is the parents are so Star Warsy. It's it's like there's the kids are going to grow up with no pre Star Wars memory. Like their first memory is going to be something Star Warsy, which is you know pretty amazing. But it, it's sort of mm. like they don't won't have that the first time they saw it sort of thing, which I guess it's the same with all kids because it's just it's so ingrained in like pop culture now, and you you see clips and and people know the story without even seeing it. But um, how how much of the movie has has Luke watched, Amanda? Um, I mean, he's seen them all all the way through, but we ha- honestly we haven't watched the original trilogy probably in a while, so he's mostly seen The Force Awakens a lot. And then some of the prequels, and he likes Star Wars Rebels a lot right now. But he's seen all of it, yeah. Nice, nice. Um, but I mean, like honestly, it is like you said. Like we would put it on and and just lay him there as a baby, and he would just watch it like as a baby. So you're probably right. He's probably going to think the earliest memories are of Star Wars. Yeah, but and and also your kids also think that the local park is a place called Disneyland, which is really annoying. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's brilliant. Yeah. My local park sucked. It had a slide that would like, give you serious skin burn and smell like urine because older boys had used it as a, a, a urine slippery dippy thing. So, and yeah. Your kids have got Space Mountain, so <laughs> not bitter, uh-huh. bitter at all. <laughs> you could have that for your um, family too, still. All right, I'm gonna move a bit closer down the down the street together. Thanks so much, Tom. I really appreciate Thanks the call, and I'll uh, I'll bring you back on hold. Thank you very much. Australia, hot on the heels of Rogue One, a Star Wars story. Steel Wars will be live podcasting up the east coast of Australia, getting our previous guests, new guests, and your reactions in a series of hilarious and fun live podcasts. The midnight premiere tickets and podcasts have not been released yet. That is on the 14th of December, Wednesday night, which turns into Thursday morning. Those tickets are extremely limited and will go out first to Steel Wars supporters as thanks for supporting us all year. You can sign up to be a Steel Wars supporter at steelwars.com. But what is on sale now is our Saturday afternoon show in Sydney, the 17th of December at the Chippendale Hotel. We're doing a double show, Steel Wars, at 2pm with an I Love Green Guide Letters Live following that. Then on the Sunday, 18th, we'll be back at the Bright Side in Brisbane for all our Queensland listeners with a 2pm Steel Wars live reaction podcast with an I Love Green Guide Letters live podcast at 4 15. Tickets are on sale now. Can't wait to see you there. Tickets and information are at steelwars.com. <laughs> Amanda, when was the last time you went to Disneyland? Um, we went a couple of weeks ago, Stan's children, with some of our Star Wars friends. So it's been a little while. Wait, no. After that, we went on a Friday. Last Friday or the Friday before? We went with Jared and the kids. So, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. 
I yeah, you were there two Fridays ago because Jason called in from Disneyland, which yes, just that's right, smited me. Yeah, just smited me. All right, mm-hmm. let's see who is on two one. Who are you and where are you calling from? Hey, Steel. Amanda, this is this is uh, Rob Roberto from uh, New Jersey. How you guys doing? Lawyer Hello. Rob is on the line. <laughs> <laughs> so, what have you got for us this afternoon, Rob, or this evening uh, in uh, New Jersey? Well, I I, I'm like, I mean, I don't want to disappoint anyone, but uh, I don't actually like. I kind of forgot because I was so engrossed in uh, the conversation about like when do you show uh, Star Wars to your kids and, and all that. And uh, I felt like, because I, I have a, I have a six year old son. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, so believe it or not, I, I, I did actually reproduce, although I think one of your uh, Twitter followers wished the life of uh, like sterility and, uh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> this was like a, she, I think the, I think she literally said, Oh my God. I I hope he stays single or something like that. And I was like, oh, well, I was like really hoping I just like don't spawn. Like it, it's that bad. Um, That's a right. uh, Rob. I, I wish you a virile life. I, I wish you many <laughs> no, children uh, and wives. Uh, one one is uh, one is one is uh, fine. I feel like I'd mess. Like I feel like I'm pressing my luck if I if I go for two. But yeah, um, I, I know where you're coming from. I showed him Star Wars, uh, the original Star Wars, when he was about, I think, three. And he only, because he really liked robots at the time. And I, I was like, I don't have any robot movies except this. And that was actually what kind of reignited my passion for Star Wars. Like, I hadn't really thought about it or looked at it for years at that point. So it was kind of interesting, because he only wanted to watch the first 30 minutes which most kids would find to be the most boring part because they're just kind of like wandering around in the desert and there's like the Stravinsky playing and all that. And, uh, but he really, he really loved it. He loved robots. And then as he got a little bit older, he, he watched the rest of it. And, uh, he actually had the experience of watching empire strikes back and finding out, you know, or, or hearing the, the, the big revelation at the end and not believing it and freaking out. Like he had like an, a minor existential crisis, um, such as, such as, such as he could, like when he's about four and a half. Mm-hmm. Years. And so he, cause he didn't, he didn't know, um, it hadn't been spoiled for him or anything. Um, but he actually liked it even more after that, for some reason. It was like when he finally, when he finally got around, because I took, you know, I gave him, like, I tried not to give him too much at once. So I, uh, you know, waited maybe, like, three or four, maybe five months before I showed him Return of the Jedi. And then when he heard it from Yoda, I guess he could believe it. But it was funny Mm. because, like, this, because, but then he went all in on it. And the second time he watched Empire, he was, wow, Darth Vader is like the worst dad in the world, right? And I'm like, yeah, pretty much. Like, no matter how bad I am, like, you can't get worse than that. <laughs> and, because uh, he was really horrified by the, he was really horrified by the arm cutting off thing, I think, most. But once he got into it, he was like, man, if Darth Vader was my dad, I was like, what would you do? What would you do if, if he asked you, you want to rule the galaxy together, father and son? And he said, oh, I'd do it. And I was like, really? He'd, go off with Darth Vader and like do what he do the kind of stuff he does. And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he'd be like, so you'd be like burning people's houses down and like throwing people in jail. It's like, no, no, don't say that. <laughs> 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 and then he, then he freaked out. Again. <laughs> he's like, um, and it's kind of interesting because there's so much Star Wars kid stuff out there. He's not interested in it. Like he's watched hmm. an episode or two of rebels and he just didn't care. And, uh, I was going to show him the other movies. Oh, he's seen, oh, he's seen, he's seen episode seven, but I was going to show him the other movies. And this is probably where like the listeners are going to want to kill me again. But he, I asked him before I, I did, um, cause I'd have to actually go out and, and uh, get them or, or, or get them from iTunes or something. And I asked him before he, I did, I was like, what do you think happened 
Like, what do you think happened, like, to Darth Vader? Like, because he was supposed to be a good guy, and he was a Jedi, and then Obi-Wan said he betrayed all the Jedi Knights and killed them all. And what do you think happened? And he spun this crazy story. Like, he had it all worked out. <laughs> and, like, really complicated story about, well, okay, so Darth Vader has a castle, and he's got these special stormtroopers, and they're, like, legendary stormtroopers, and they also have lightsabers. And, and they... Uh, and he got all them together, and then he made a deal with the Emperor and Luke's mom, who he thinks Luke's mom is, because um, he, he plays with, like, all my old toys, you know? And I have, like, one of those uh, old uh, Macquarie concept female Jedi uh, characters, like the no-name, you know, that they didn't end up using, but mm-hmm. you know what I'm talking about? And... Um, anybody can talk. I, I don't have to be talking all the time. Somebody can... I just... I'm I'm enthralled with this um the the alternate uh, episode seven storyline and when you said it was gonna be very complex, I was just I was thinking, Oh my god, it's gonna involve two clone well, Luke Skywalkers with, with and yeah. there'll be three U's in one of their names. It involves a lot of well, if you think that the prequels created uh, timeline problems, uh, his 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 version of the story really creates problems because he has Obi-Wan Kenobi and Darth Vader meeting when they were like six years old and they were trained by Luke's mom somehow, who was, I guess, older. And Luke's mom is just like that figure that he has. That's the, he just calls that Luke's mom. He doesn't even have a name for it. And, and he like, he, he uh, made me draw Luke's castle or Darth Vader's castle and all this extra stuff. And like, we were like coming out and at the end of it, I just didn't feel like, showing him the other movies because I felt like this is something that uh, not that not like out of oh you shouldn't watch them because you know something something I've got but you know because he's kind of you know he'll he'll I'm sure he'll be at a friend's house one day and he'll he'll put it on and he'll see it but I haven't showed it to him because I kind of wanted to hold on to that for a little while longer I feel like there's something kind of like I'm worried that with all this Star Wars stuff coming out I, I mean I love it for me as a grown up it's great because my imagination is completely shot right so <laughs> you know it's like once you're over 30 it just stops working I think and um, <laughs> but for kids it's still there and it doesn't have to you know make sense or anything but they've got these wild stories and I'm like I because he's also like me in a sense that he will he catalogs you know, he, he's really a stickler for details. And when he learns a detail, he never lets go of it. And so I feel like if I start showing him other stuff, he's going to like, it's just going to latch on to all these like facts about these things. And then his, his imaginary world just disappears. I was curious whether, I mean, maybe that's, is that like a, a silly concern? Do you think a child's imagination is just boundless and they'll always come up with something extra? Or am I, um, do you guys, guys kind of understand what I'm I mean, how do you feel about that? Yeah. Like, cause this, this, this is filling me with a sort of reminiscent sadness that only a Toy Story film can give me. And I, I mean that in, as, as a compliment of just that, that time when you've got that imagination and you're making up stories. It, it's, it's very special. And that's always my concern when we fill in all this thing in the timeline with just say like that run in with the bounty hunter at Ord Mendel or the, the battle of Tanab is just like we made up what yeah. that stuff was. And then, you know, it's a huge concern that they're desperate to, or, or just so keen to fill in all these gaps that, you know, these things that are referenced in, in films to go back. Oh, let's say what that was. Let's say what this was. Let's, yeah. let, let's show how, you know, people want to see Han do everything that was ever mentioned he, he did. And, mm. and and it's you can make up other alternate things. Like, he, he doesn't have to... There's other stuff in his CV that we don't know about yet. But, um, <laughs> I, I, Rob, I have to say, I, I think your concerns are, are very touching. I'm, yeah, what, what do you think, Amanda? Yeah, no, I, I, I totally... I respect that as a concern. I understand, like, not wanting to limit your kid's imagination by, like, filling them with so much fact and story and stuff. But I do think 
and I, I, I see people having this concern about like not needing to know every single tiny thing and making it into a Star Wars story. And I totally understand that. And I get that too. But I also think that like, number one, I just, I just don't think they're going to go that far. And number two, I think that we are lucky and that we can limit what we expose ourselves to. So if they did make, you know, five more movies in the next, three years you don't have to show them all to your son now you don't have to fill in all those gaps while he still has his own imagination about (laughs) things like you can sort of like slowly introduce those things yeah i mean it gets harder the older they get but yeah (laughs) because they just they know yeah you can't right and you can't keep them from from seeing like you said they're gonna he's gonna go over to a friend's house with them right and he's gonna see something and now it's gonna change you know so yeah you can't do that i mean i my son is only three he just turned three and so he he very much um doesn't i don't think he understands that darth vader is luke's father i think he he can say that and you could tell him that and he's like cool but i don't think he really gets it what he just started to get is that anakin becomes darth vader he just finally started to make that connection yeah before i know you gotta you got to wrap it up really soon, but before you go, like, I'm curious, maybe this is something you could talk about in the bonus section. Have you considered while it's not too late, preserving that surprise for him? Because then no. you have I mean, don't you understand that I, I, I run a spoiler site. We don't do surprises. <laughs> it's not, it's not in our DNA. Yeah, but I, I, uh, I, I don't tell my son about what I do at work. I mean, he wouldn't, I mean, first of all, he wouldn't care, but, um, you know, like you could, you could theoretically do it. Would you? I mean, if Honestly, okay, well, let me put it this way: if you could, would you do? It? No, I think I uh, personally don't see the merits in it. But I understand Amanda why loves people to spoil. Hey, I'm spoiling. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Hey, Rob, you, you can stay on the line, and we'll go through into the bonus uh, area if you wish. Um, I'm. Oh, sure. I'm enjoying the chat, so um, stay on there. We've heard from Eric. Not only does he make sweet highlight clips, but he banged on the uh, the Blu-ray for a, a Blink sound effect watch, and he said the second Blink there is a noise, but it could also be the food in his hand or the eating of food. So there's there's a mystery out there. Uh, what else is happening in the chat room? Emily's admitted that she's commissioned on Etsy a, uh, a Mendo doll. So I cannot oh wait for doing that. Steve Stanton's back in the chat room, and he is hinting for a... Um, he wants a Tarkin doll, and he's put it there, if only someone would make me one with a little smiley face. So there's subtle hints going out <laughs> there. <laughs> and the... What else have we got going in here? There's a lot of talk... Um, with Steve Stanton about Catalyst and stuff. What a hype for Catalyst. Maybe we'll talk about that in the bonus section. Mm -hmm. But Amanda, Rebel Girl, is out every Thursday, Friday? Friday. So we should have one today. Thank you guys so much for calling in. Thanks to everyone in the chat room. And don't forget to check out all the great shows on the Making Star Wars Podcast Network, which is headed up by the big boss, Amanda Ward. I hope you had fun, Amanda. It was a great time. Thank you for having me on. And we will see you guys next week. Social media, and we'll post up the times for when we'll do it next week. But um, it was so much fun. We go off in directions we would never imagine. This was a... a <laughs> Yeah, a delightful episode about parenting and 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 being a kid. I don't know. I'm a bit, I'm a bit kiddish this week because of my my Halloween <laughs> dreams coming true. But um, thank you guys so much, and may that force be with you. And let's go to that bonus section. <laughs> Amanda? Yes? What are you going to do when your kids realize that you're spoiling Star Wars for everyone? What about that revelation? That's worse than your dad being Darth Vader. 
Hey, you guys. I hope you enjoyed another super fun, unpredictable Steel Wars call-in show. Now, if you were a Steel Wars supporter, what you'd be hearing now is about, I think it's another half hour or 40 minutes with Lawyer Rob and Amanda Ward continuing our discussion. And it goes off in some very interesting ways. Lawyer Rob is a pretty fascinating guy. And although he started his relationship with us at the Steel Wars call-in show a little bit awkwardly, a little bit abruptly, he's just a passionate Star Wars fan that is just trying to make his way in the universe. And I also just... just I think the Steel Wars listeners are a very cool... Um, accepting group of fans. And I know Rob made mention that someone had, had tweeted something a little bit disparaging, or quite disparaging, about him. And we're all just fans, do you know what I mean? Someone comes across badly on a, on a podcast call-in. There's no need to write things about what you hope happened to the rest of their lives or their relationships that they don't reproduce. That's uncalled for. And... I know sometimes you think that that person's not going to see it, so you just write whatever. But in this case, you know, Rob is uh, pretty active on on the Twitter feed. Uh, he's always tweeting into at Steel Wars, and you know, he 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 was sort of following the thread about what people were saying after the call-in show a couple of weeks back, and he saw that and. It's that's just not where Star Wars fandom needs to go, you guys. And I know whoever wrote that is probably feeling a bit bad about that, and you know, does not mean any ill will, and it was just a flippant remark. But let's, you know, we're on the Steel Wars Twitter feed and in the call-in show, and on on the Facebook and Instagram. Let's let's keep it civil. You know, you guys, no wretched hive of scum and villainy. Let's leave that for other pages to deal with. Let's just um, keep it friendly. We're just here to talk about Star Wars and have fun. So that's that. That is that. But if you want to hear uh, what Rob and Amanda and myself talked about for the next half hour, 35 minutes, 40 minutes, I'm not sure of the actual timestamp, uh, become a Steel Wars supporter. You can do that on uh, Bandcamp through Steel Wars. Com. It is uh, $3 Australian, $2.20, $2.10 or something American. And uh, for the month, it uh, helps support the regular shows and, and the call-in show. But then I also do bonus shows to thank you extra much for helping us out. So you get the bonus shows after the call-in show. You get all the full-length Steel Wars interview shows. I only leave the previous full-length 25 episodes up, and then I change them to a sizzle clip, and then you get bonus shows. I do uh, regular Q&As, people writing with questions, and I go in-depth answering those, and then there's Gonk and Steel's Trash Compactor, me and my friend the Gonk Droid, Tony Medina, just chat Star Wars every once in a while, and then there's the uh, Star Wars audio commentary, which we did live at the public bar in Melbourne with a bunch of hilarious comedians just riffing over the Star Wars Blu-ray. So you can put that in, and people seem to love watching that. It's uh, very, very funny. And uh, it all supports things going uh, in the podcast. So if you want to check that out, that is awesome. And you also get a uh, RSS feed with all the exclusive content ad-free. None of my little pictures, uh, reminders in the middle of episodes, and none of the automated ads either. So uh, if you've got a couple bucks to spare each month, a coffee, not even a coffee, half a coffee, then uh, support the team. You can also go on to SteelWars.com and get the Your Snoke Theory Sucks t-shirts, the Have You Seen Him t-shirts, and the sticker packs and all that good stuff. Don't forget to uh, pot it forward if you can also as well. That's the most important thing. Just spread the word. Get us more listeners. We'll get cooler, cooler guests. And it's going to be awesome. The next call-in show will be, if you're on American time, it will be this Thursday, the 10th of November. And if you're in on LA time, it will be at 6 p.m. On New York time, that is 9 p.m. in Melbourne on Friday afternoon, that'll be 1 p.m. If you're in London, oh, that's 2 p.m. Friday morning. 
2 a.m. actually. Sorry, guys. Uh, we will. I've got to do one scheduled for London because I've got a London guest or a few London guests that want to come on and chat. So uh, we'll do that soon. So that will be with my friend Chris Fresh from the Geek Dudes podcast. And you should check out Geek Dudes podcast. It is not safe for work, the Geek Dudes podcast. Um, but I love listening to it. It suits my sense of humor most of the time. Sometimes. They uh, need to settle down just a little bit. Just a warning. But uh, yeah, Chris Fresh is uh, a really great uh, podcast host. He's super funny. And uh, they talk about Star Wars, but then all things nerd, you know, DC, Marvel, all that stuff. And this extra plug is in there because my other friend on the podcast, Paul Jones from Geek Dudes, he uh, trimmed this up for us and is doing a bit of audio production. So uh, go thank them by uh, downloading, giving it a sample. The last episode was super fun. Not safe for work, though. Not safe for work, you guys. Just remember that. We are also part of the Making Star Wars Podcast Network. Of course, Making Star Wars. You know, it's your your first stop for Star Wars news and rumors, you guys. Uh, Extra plug this week, of course, for our co-host, Amanda Ward's Rebel Girl Podcast. Amanda, along with previous call-in show and Steel Wars normal show guest, Tracy Gardner, they run through the week's news, they talk about whatever Star Wars issues come to mind, and they're just it's just an entertaining, super fun podcast. So they are part of the Making Star Wars Podcast Network, and uh, I'm very proud to be a part of that. And so check out them if you haven't already, and uh, tweet that at Real Amanda Ward and let her know how she killed it on this week's episode. If you haven't checked out already, uh, we have got the Kevin Rubio episode up, uh, normal Steel Wars episode, talking about his production of the fan film Troops, and tons of really cool Star Wars info there. And uh, also check out, there's a new episode of my I Love Green Guide Letters podcast with previous Steel Wars guests, Nick Mason from the Weekly Planet and comedian and TV star Luke McGregor. Um, Two of my favourite people in Melbourne, Australia. So check that out. Thank you guys so much. Don't forget, if you're a Steel Wars supporter, you'd be listening to the bonus show right now, you guys. My voice is going so high-pitched because it's a desperate bitch. I'm okay. I'm okay. People that sign up seem to love it. The uh, the drop-off rate is very low, which I'm quite proud of. So thank you guys so much. May that force be with you. <laughs>